every Rosh Hashanah, when you open up your Machzor and you read those three blessings on the first day of the year, you're stating, I believe in the three fundamental principles of Judaism. There's a God, God holds us accountable for our actions, and God gave us the Torah. So right off the bat, we just took something that seemed a little bit boring and dry, and we realized, you know, there's something more to it. I'm, I'm making a declaration of faith on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's program with special guests. We have with us Rabbi Tzvi Ram Shlita Baruch Abba. Welcome, how are you? Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be ah, here. So great to have the rabbi over here at our headquarters in the new Chazak studios. Thanks to Natan Bahar. Shout out to you for all that you do for Chazak. And we're really excited to speak about New Year, New Connection to God. And uh, before we have that uh, topic, we could give a little background about the rabbi. Sure. Uh, first of all, just to reiterate, it's a pleasure to be here and pleasure. to see the incredible work that Chazak is doing. It's really uh, very uplifting, as uh, just seeing everything that's going on over here. Um, so I studied in Yeshiva University, Yeshiva Rebbeinu Yitzchak al Khanan. I spent two years in Karen Biavna in Eretz Yisrael. And uh, basically, after coming to uh, Yeshiva University at the age of 17, I more or less never left. I continued teaching there to this day. I'm a little bit older than 17 at wow. this point. About four and, years. Uh, about four years or so, right? <laughs> uh, I have the privilege to teach in the Isaac Boyer College of Yeshiva University. And uh, for 20 years, I had the privilege of uh, being the rabbi of the Bialystoker Synagogue, the Lower East Side. That's where we met. That's where we met, yes. And many Chazak like programs have That's taken right. place over there. Wonderful, wonderful Lower East Side community. And uh, for about 13 years, I've had the privilege of being the administrator of the Manhattan Bethden for Conversions, which is associated with the Binnacle Council of America. So just through teaching and helping guide people in different ways, uh, I've had the privilege of being, coming into contact with a lot of people who were searching for God yep. and uh, trying to connect to God in a meaningful kind of fashion. Amazing, 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 Rabbi Ram. Yishkach for all that you do for Klai very much appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we discussed and we said that uh, the topic is New Year, New Connection to God, and uh, Rosh Hashanah is around the corner, and the prayers of Rosh Hashanah is a little bit longer than usual, and sometimes people are going through the machzor and the sitter, seeing how many pages are left, and uh, how do we tap into prayers of Rosh Hashanah, making it more meaningful? So it's such an important question, and it's... It's so frustrating on many levels that on Rosh Hashanah, which is the day where we want to connect to God in the deepest possible way, we are scared <laughs> by the prayer book. Like he said, you're just turning pages, you know, you're trying to figure out how many pages it is till the end. <laughs> and what's more, I'll say something that people maybe are scared to say. Many of us find the prayers very boring and particularly the centerpiece of the prayers of Rosh Hashanah, I know I always found very just difficult to connect to. You know, the rabbis tell us that there are three special blessings that we say as part of the Amidah, and the Musaf Amidah and Rosh Hashanah, which are unique to the days of Rosh Hashanah. They're called Malchiot, talking about the kingship of God, Zichronot, talking about how God remembers everything in the world, and shofarot, 
talking about how the shofar plays such an important role in Jewish history. It was blown when the Torah was given to the Jewish people, and God willing, it will be blown when Mashiach comes and brings the final redemption. And each of those blessings is long, and each of those blessings brings a whole bunch of verses from the Tanakh, from the Bible, that illustrate the ideas of Malchiot, of kingship, of Zichronot, of God's remembrance, and of Shofarot, of the uh, the blowing of the Shofar. And it's very nice, but by the time you get to in, in the prayers, first of all, <laughs> your stomach is growling a little bit, and you wonder, why do I need all of this all of these verses and all of this, these lengthy prayers to describe these concepts. Why are these concepts so important? What's so central about these concepts? You know, Rashi, in his commentary on the Torah, alludes to the fact that maybe the obligation to read these passages on Rosh Hashanah might be a Torah obligation. So there's something very special and fundamental about these things. But at the same time, I hate to say it, I think most of us find those pages in the Machzor the most boring pages in the whole Machzor. So that can't be. Obviously, there's something wrong with us if we see it that way. So how can we get into that, and how can we use that to grow in a spiritual way on Rosh Hashanah? That's really the question. Okay, I hear it. So maybe the rabbi gave us also a breakdown of these three pillars that the rabbi mentioned, Machiot, Zuchanot, and Shofarot. Okay, so to give that breakdown... I first want to share a very fascinating idea that uh, goes back probably about 700 years oh. or so. It's a great Jewish philosopher who lived in the Middle Ages, Rabbi Yosef Albo. Still has descendants today with that name Albo. I, I know a Yosef Albo, actually, and he's not 700 years old. <laughs> or if he is, he takes care of himself very well. Um, but uh, Rav Yosef Abba was a philosopher who lived in the Middle Ages. He wrote a book called the Sefer Ha'ikarim, the, the book of fundamental principles. And in that book, he asked the question, what are the fundamental faith ideas that a Jew has to believe in? You know, if we ask a Jew, summarize what your religion is all about. What, what, are, the, what are the fundamental aspects of Judaism? So if Albo said, there are basically three fundamental, fundamental principles of the Jewish faith. Number one, we believe in God. Number two, we believe that God gave us the Torah. And number three, we believe in what's called reward and punishment, that when we do a mitzvah, God is going to reward us in some way. We don't always understand how he gives us the reward, but he gives us a reward in some way. And God forbid if we do the opposite, if we neglect a mitzvah or we do a sin, so then God is going to hold us accountable in some way for that failing on our part, right? So three principles. There's a God, God gave us the Torah, and God holds us accountable for our actions. And says Rav Yosef Albo, the three special blessings that we say on Rosh Hashanah, Malchiot, Zichronot, and Shofarot, correspond to those three basic beliefs. Malchiot, there's a God in the world, and he's our king. Zichronot, God remembers everything that we do. He remembers the good that we do. Unfortunately, he remembers the bad that we do as well, and he holds us accountable for that. That's the idea of reward and punishment. And Shofarot, well, we know the Torah tells us that when the Torah was given 
at Mount Sinai, there was a sound of a shofar that was constantly blowing. So the bracha, the blessing of shofarot, reminds us of the giving of the Torah. Every day, every Rosh Hashanah, when you open up your machzor and you read those three blessings on the first day of the year, you're stating, I believe in the three fundamental principles of Judaism. There's a God, God holds us accountable for our actions, and God gave us the Torah. Amazing. So right off the bat, we just took something that seemed a little bit boring and dry. Brought life to it. And we realized, you know, there's something more to it. I'm, uh-huh. I'm making a declaration of faith on the uh-huh. first day of Rosh Hashanah. Amazing. Amazing. But let's go a step further. Sure. Let's look at each of these different blessings and try to bring out some ideas that are very, very important for us. Right? Let's take the idea of Malchiot. Right? So there's a God. Good. Okay. There's a God in the world. And what's our relationship with that God? Well, the blessing says he's a melech, he's a king. Malchio, that's what it's all about. God is our king. We say on Rosh Hashanah throughout the Aseret Yimei Tshuvah, throughout the 10 days of repentance, God is Avinu, Malkeinu. He's our father and he's our king. Good. Is there any other dimension of our relationship with God? So I'm going to say something which at first glance might strike us as a little bit odd, but then we'll, we'll go into it a little bit deeper and we'll see that there's that this is really what Malchiot is talking about as well. God is our king. God is our father. God is also our friend. Hmm. Now, what, what does that mean? I mean, at <laughs> first glance, that doesn't seem quite right. You know, friends are peers. You know, friends are people on the same level. You know, I think it would be a little bit inappropriate to talk about God as being our buddy, our pal. <laughs> you know, that doesn't really sound right. But the truth is, God is our friend. Where do we see that in the Malchiot? So I mentioned that the Malchiot talks about how God is king, and then it brings a whole bunch of verses. I don't know, you know, as a kid, you know, trying to pray on Rosh Hashanah, I was always bothered, you know, what do we need all these verses for? They're just hammering home the same point. So one of those verses says about the Jewish people, Hashem Elokavi Mo, God is with the Jewish people, Utruat Melech Bo. What's Utruat Melech Bo? So Rashi explains in his commentary on the Chumash that the friendship, the word Truah, is related to the word Reut, which means friendship. The friendship of the king is with the Jewish people. God is our friend. That's that's what we say in Malchia. God is our friend. Many people know the the song which people sing at different points on Shabbat. We describe God as Yedid Nefesh, mm-hmm. right? He's the friend of my soul, my closest friend. So what does that mean? So what, what does it mean that God's my friend? So you know... I think all of us hopefully have authority figures in our lives, some, some more than others, but hopefully we all have authority figures in our lives. And we feel close to those authority figures and we respect those authority figures. But I don't know that you'd confide in those authority figures. Meaning, you know, sometimes you really mess up. And, you know... You're going back and forth. You're debating in your head, should I let my parent know, my mother, my father? They're going to be so disappointed in me. 
I think all of us have certain things we don't tell our parents. I'm sure all of our kids have certain things they don't tell us, right? With a friend, you can be open. Mm. A real friend, you know, is not going to judge you. You, have a, you can confide in a friend in a way in which you can't confide in a parent or an authority figure. God is our friend. We can confide in God. We can share things with God. And we can feel comfortable that God will accept us no matter what. Amazing. So think about that. That's the first bracha on Rosh Hashanah, right? The bracha of Malchiot. God is our king. Yes, he's our authority figure. He's our, our father. He's our parent. We respect him. He's not our pal or our buddy in that sense of the term. But he is our friend. He's someone that we can unburden ourselves to and feel that he accepts us no matter what. What an amazing thing to think about on the first day of the year as we're just setting ourselves up for a year which hopefully will be a year of success. Amazing. That's Malchiot. Amazing. Then we have also Zichonot and Shafrot, but... Uh... The question is, how does you take all of this and, and make the connection to God more meaningful? Like this sounds all geschmack, as they say. Right. Amazing. Right. Right. So let, let, let's let's take it a little bit further. Yeah. Take it into Zichronot for yeah. a minute. Sure. So, one of the ideas which is mentioned in Zichronot is is a character who I think only comes into our prayers on Rosh Hashanah, and that character is Noah. Right, Noah survived the flood. Yeah. Right, uh, the first uh, uh, captain of a ship in recorded history. <laughs> right, a, sh- a ship that he couldn't really control. Yeah. Big box. Right, the Teva. So, the the blessing of Zichrono talks about Noah, and talks about how when Noah was in the ark, and the waters were casting him around to and fro. God remembered Noah. And we say to God in the prayers, just as you remembered Noah, remember all of us as well. So it's so interesting. You look through the rest of the prayers, there are a lot of other important people that we mention. Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, right? The founding fathers of the Jewish people, we mention them all the time, left and right. King David, we mention all the time. I think it's the only place in our prayers where we mention Noah. Noah wasn't even Jewish. How did he get in there? <laughs> Who did he know? <laughs> How did he make it into the prayers? And why are we mentioning Noah on such an you know the first day of the year? Such an important, such an important day. Great question. I think the answer is like this. You know, Noah experienced the biggest trauma that a person could ever imagine. You know, sometimes people say, I'm sure you've heard this many times from people, my whole world is falling apart. Yeah. And Unfortunately, people, we hear that a lot, yeah, with the line of work that we're in. And people and people really mean it. They don't, they're, they're not joking, you know. My relationships are falling apart. My job is falling apart. My sense of stability is falling apart. My, my, my mental state is falling apart. And, and, and people really feel like their world is falling apart. But there's one person in history who could really say, literally, my whole world is falling apart. That's Noah. And that's Noah. The whole world was submerged underwater, except for Noah and his family and an awful lot of animals. His whole world fell apart. And God remembered him, 
And God said, I'm going to help you put the world back together. So we get up to the blessing of Zichronot, and we remember not only the fact that God remembers the good deeds that we did and the bad deeds that we did, which is very, very important, but we also know, and we, re- we reaffirm for ourselves, that no matter how bad our world has fallen apart, God will remember us and give us the strength to go on. That's the blessing of Zichronot. Powerful message, powerful. So think about two things so far, right? You just open up the Machzor Malchiot, God is our friend. God is a God, King, Father, friend. And Zichronot, God has our back. God will rebuild our world even if our world has fallen apart like the world of Noah. Amazing. Amazing. And there's one more. Shofarot. Shofarot, right? So it's interesting when Rav Albo talks about the three principles of faith, he organizes them in the following fashion. First, you believe in God. Then you believe that God gave us a Torah. And then you believe that God holds us accountable for our actions. So it's a little bit... And philosophically, that makes sense because, in other words, you need to believe in God before you can believe that God gave us a Torah. And you sort of need to believe that there's a Torah that tells us what to do before God can hold us accountable. If God holds us accountable, we don't know what to do. What does that mean? Right? But it's interesting. In the prayers, the last two are switched. It's first, Malchiot, we believe in God. Zichronot, we hold that God, we believe that God holds us accountable. And Shofarot, we believe in the Torah. Why is it switched, right? Why, why is it in that order? So I, I think the answer is as follows. You're right. Philosophically, it would make sense to first talk about the giving of the Torah before talking about our being held accountable for our actions. But that's philosophically. On the personal level, it's very important that it be in the order of Malchiot, Zichronot, and Shofarot. Why is that? So again, let's just review what we spoke about. Malchiot... God is, there's a God, and he's my friend. I can pour out my soul before God. Zichronot, God has my back. He will rebuild my world, even when it's broken down. Just like Noach. Just like Noach. Shofarot is about the idea that there are times in history when we can connect directly to God. Let me explain. Sure. So... There are two major events which are described in the blessing of Shofarot. One is the giving of the Torah. One is the coming of Mashiach. That hasn't happened yet. We're hoping it'll come very soon. The common denominator to both of those events is that we don't just think about God, but we actually experience God. We were standing at Mount Sinai. We experienced God directly. When Mashiach comes will experience God directly. Anytime we experience God directly, the shofar is associated with that, with that event. In terms of our personal relationship with God, we've established that God is our friend. And we know intellectually that like Noah, he will have our back even if our world falls apart. But then we get to the third stage, which is a third stage for us on a personal level. The idea that there are times in life where we can really experience God directly. Now, what does that mean? Okay, you know, sometimes you walk... Mm. I, I used to be in Manhattan, right. right? You walk around Manhattan, there are a lot of people walking the streets who tell you that they experience God directly. 
usually try to cross to the other side of the street when you encounter one of those people. You know, they're a little bit scary sometimes, right? I, I don't mean people who are a little bit off. And again, we don't experience prophecy nowadays or the like, but there are some times in life where you just feel that God's presence is with you in a very, very tangible way. Sometimes that could be at a, an incredibly happy event, and sometimes that could be at a very, very difficult event, but you just feel that, that God is there. Some people feel that when they go to shul every day and they pray on some level. You know, if you pray well, you feel that God is there with you. Like connection. Certainly on Rosh Hashanah, we were supposed to feel that. That's what the shofar represents when we blow it. It means that God is imminent. God is present. We can, we can connect to God in that way. If you first work on believing that God is your friend that you can pour your heart out to, and then you work on that belief that God can put your world back together even when it's broken, you can get to the point of shofarot, the third blessing, where you can feel God's presence in a very, very tangible way in different parts of your life. If you pray these three blessings thoughtfully and you think about what you're saying and you think about these ideas, you're a different person by the time the, the prayers end on Rosh Hashanah. This isn't boring. No. This, this, is, this is transformative. It's, it's not just, okay, let me read some words. 100%. I always tell people in order to make the prayers and anything really in life is there has to be a buildup. There has to be understanding. There has to be, you know, opening up the Siddur or the Mahzor a little bit before the holiday and studying it, understanding what you're getting yourself into. If you just run into a meeting, uh, what am I doing here? Like, what, what's happening? Like, you don't know what's flying, and you're not going to be able to connect properly. Same thing when it comes to tefillah, when it comes to prayer. We prepare, like, listening to this podcast, Torah Talks, and amazing, amazing insights that the rabbi is giving over. And that way we connect to God in a more meaningful way. I think it's 100% true. The more you put in to prepare, the more you get out of anything. 100%. And, um, you know, it, it's true. Sometimes the most meaningful things in life are boring at first glance. Because, you know, the things that come easily to us <clears throat> are often the things that don't really last long. Easy come. Easy, easy go. go. 100%. <laughs> it's the things that you have to put work into Toil. That, that stay with you. 100% amazing, Rabbi Ram. So many beautiful insights, so many ways to connect to to, to God Almighty, our Father, our King, and our Friend. And uh, we have a Minhag, a custom and Torah talks, which is a final message for our broad audience that the Rabbi can give it. All right, so I, I think what we've seen here is, A, this idea that things that strike us as boring or difficult in Judaism just need for us to work on them and try yeah. to understand them better. 100%. You know, there's so many things which at first glance I, I look at and I say, I don't get that, I don't understand that. So you can just walk away and just say, well, I guess I didn't get that. I guess it doesn't make any sense. All right, I'll move on to the next thing. Or you can say, you know, maybe I can be a little bit humble and realize that if I don't understand something, it's probably more about me than it is about the Torah. That's right. And yeah, let me take a little bit and yeah. try to understand dig this. Dig deeper. And the dip, the deeper I, I dig, the more gold I'm going to find. 100%. And that's true with everything that connects to, to the Holy Torah. Amazing. Amazing message, Rabbi Ram, Rabbi Tzvi Ram, Yishakach, for this beautiful Torah talk. New Year, new connection to God. We should take these messages and not let it just go in one ear and out the other ear, but take it to heart. 
such a make a difference. And this year, Bezat Hashem, we should be a year of happiness and success and goodness and all the blessings of the Torah, Bezat Hashem. Amen for you and for everybody listening to the podcast and even for all the people not listening to the podcast. Everybody <laughs> should get the brachot. Amen. Chazak Ram. Thank you very much for everyone for listening. Chazak Torah Talks, Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Chazak.org slash live as well as many, so many different podcasts. A special shout out to... Uh, Tor Anytime for hosting this uh, podcast as well. And a special shout out to Natan Behar and the Chazak team for this amazing studio that they put together. And, uh, you know, the experience is definitely so much more. Wow, amazing. And uh, I hope uh, you have that feeling as well. Wherever you may be, we always enjoy feedback. Please send it over. Suggestions for future Torah Talk guests are always welcome. Info at Chazak.org, info at C-H-A-Z-A-Q.org. And be part of the Chazak revolution. Please make sure to reach out to Chazak to see how you can be involved. That's right, you, you watching or listening, can be involved with the Chazak revolution, changing the world, making the world a better place. As such, I'm bringing the Gula, the final redemption, that you come. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. 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 Oh,